2: Hey, everyone, and welcome into Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead and WSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we're talking about the United States women's national team versus Ireland, a 2-0 win for the United States. Before we get into everything, a quick reminder to go ahead and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. We're also on YouTube, so make sure you subscribe to us here at youtube.com/slash attacking third to get all sorts of exclusive United States Women's National Team content, previews, recaps, interviews, and more right here on A3. Lisa, good morning. We're back. Good morning. At- How you doing? I know. Right? Good. It's good to see
0: you this Monday morning and and be with everyone on YouTube. Um, International break, lots of games happening, a lot to take in, a little bit of a holiday weekend for most people. Um, So it's good to spend some time with family, take in some soccer. But, hey, back to the grind this morning, and we have a lot to talk about. We definitely have a lot to get into.
2: Yeah, it's one of those – I didn't anticipate this being one of those games where um, you and I got back in the mix, got back in front of camera to go live and say, hey – let's get to going. But it just sort of felt as it has sort of felt like um as each hour has passed since Saturday's match uh, that we wanted to make sure that we had as much information as possible, mm-hmm. essentially uh, before we decided to talk about uh, Mallory Swanson and the injury that occurred during the first half of this match. And that's where we're going to start with, with this episode. Um, how this came about. Mallory Swanson was stretchered off of the pitch in the opening half of this game against Ireland. Um, Took a couple knocks. Kind of got ping-ponged around really early in this match. There was some physicality going on probably in the opening 20, you know, the opening half hour of this game. Uh, There was a previous collision in the game, just um, Swanson unable to, stopper momentum combined with some, some contact uh, kind of falling, and looked like shoulder first into uh, the knee of, of Courtney Bronson uh, of Ireland. And there was a mo- moment in stoppage of play there um, after some evaluation with the medical staff came back onto the pitch and then the United States went ahead and, and, and kept trying to crack at it and, and get the opening goal in, uh, in in the match. And then we saw, um a very kind of brief collision. It just sort of looked like two players kind of coming together, one in a defensive kind of manner, looking to make a tackle, dispossess, and uh what looked like a plant with the left leg of Mal Swanson, and she just immediately went down and uh grabbed her knee. And I think within that moment, um lots of oh no's kind of yeah. hitting everyone. I think whether you're her teammates whether you were present in Austin Texas to watch this game whether you were someone like us uh taking it in on on the television or on a stream your I think immediate reaction is just like that is not good mm-hmm. or the player mm-hmm. or the team even
0: watching if you weren't able to watch the game live and then seeing the reaction on Twitter and social media and, and kind of seeing the fallout um uh, my heart breaks and and our thoughts and prayers go out to Mallory Swanson and uh, this painful, devastating injury that she occurred. It's it's officially reported she has torn her patellar tendon. Um, it's, it's the tendon that basically ca- connects your kneecap to your other bones and the way that it ruptured um, in the pictures. And as soon as she goes down, it is pretty graphic and it it's pretty scary. It made my knee hurt looking, watching her the video and then watching the pictures live, not showing any of them here on YouTube. Um, But this, it it was truly devastating the way that her teammates around her on the pitch reacted as well was also immediate. I mean, you could tell that she was just in, in devastating pain as soon as it happened Um, and her, her teammates joining around her. I mean, Rose Lavelle immediately sitting down next to her, grabbing her shoulders, trying to uh, calm her in any sense, I mean, which in that sense is impossible to do. And then the stretcher coming out onto the field and, and this injury occurring, uh, in the very like end of the first half, like it was around 40 minutes or so. And, and of course, by the time the stretcher comes out and, and the like gator almost, it's like a golf cart kind of comes out and, and takes her out. Um, she seems to have. It calmed down a little bit, perhaps given a little bit of numbness and and medicine to kind of stop so much of that excruciating pain that's happening. And then she does get carted off the field, giving up um, a a heart to the fans in Q2 Stadium in Austin and and saying that – basically saying like, thanks. You can see her talking to people in the video as she's like being carted off the field, like saying, thank you, waving to the fans. And, and I guess she said to Black Wenonovsky, like coach, I'm all right. I'm all (laughs) right, coach, which, um, honestly that breaks my heart a little bit more because this is a player that, I mean, Mallory Swanson has been through so much. She has been through so much in her soccer career, everything from being a 16-year-old on the World Cup team many years ago uh, to then suffering a number of injuries and, and having to kind of get cycled out of the U.S. Women's National Team roster. And she's worked her way back in the last several years and become stronger than she ever was before. She had to change her mindset and her mentality to kind of get to the level that she was at. I mean, she w- had secured her starting spot in the front line for this U.S. Women's National Team Um devastating to see and and our thoughts and prayers are with swanson for sure Um, and her recovery i mean she was
2: going to the world cup like let's just oh yes that was was. without a doubt without Um, a doubt that's how that's 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 part of what's so devastating about this i mean there's no there's no final roster that has been named right um and credit and to these players and in fairness to them as competitors. Um, whenever you talk to to any of them, um, they preface this journey to the World Cup is mm-hmm. like they're competing, they have to make sure they are in their spot, et cetera, et cetera. They're locked in, right? But I think at this point, when you're three-ish months out from a World Cup and you're looking at the pool of players who have been available for this team, for the better part of the last two years to 18 months, you're looking at them and you could maybe even narrow down, say like there's probably somewhere from 15 to maybe even 18 players that you can point out and say, this is a player that's going to a world cup. Mm-hmm. And Mallory Swanson was one of those players. I think when you yeah, look yeah. at this team and their uh, build up to, to Australia and New Zealand, and maybe, that's where I've been at. I think as sort of post game, and then listening to uh, any updates that we were given as media, with with in, in the post game press conference. Obviously, the early update that that took place uh, Sunday. I think in between that that limbo of time. I think folks try to, to, to wonder or assume or guesstimate like, you know, what it could be. I, I think there's folks, the medical, I think, is, field were reacting to this as well. That was part of what was so, I think, telling to me in, in, as far as the, the caliber of player that this has got all this attention. I think at one point when I just happened to look on a timeline, I think there were sports medical professionals trying to, yeah. like, you know, uh, collaborate and ascertain, like, oh, like, what could have we have possibly seen here? Like, that is the level of impact that uh, this player has at this moment. The most informed player for the national team since Completely. this year started. Yeah. So. And, and more
0: will come out about it, kind of what happened, right? Was there anything internally that went wrong or, or with yeah. the knee? Because it's, this injury, it happens, the tearing and the rupturing essentially of the patellar tendon, but it's not that common. Um, it, we don't see it all the time in soccer. And, and the fact that it was essentially non-contact, it was her plant foot. Um, and that's what happened when she planted and then went into the tackle with her right foot. It's her left knee that happened. Yeah. That was her plant leg. Um, and that's kind of when it, it ruptured. And yeah, a lot of people yeah. speculating, a lot of people guessing, and, and even people in our chat joining us live on YouTube, like, how long is this? How long is it going to take? Yeah. We don't know. And I mean... Like you can web MD it if you want yourself like a patellar tendon. Depending on how much it's torn, if it's torn completely, if it's ruptured completely, the damage that's done, it can take up to six months. It can take up to twelve months to repair. It can take up to three months uh, to get back to to form and where things go. Um, we don't know. Sandra and I are not medical professionals. We don't know, and we haven't so talked better. to Swanson about it. So, but yeah. those are it, it. It's devastating. She is out for the World Cup, and and she was going initially.
2: Yeah, I uh, I just I just think in terms of like what that means for the team moving forward. I think it mm-hmm. it it it's jarring. I mean, it it presents a it presents a new set of questions for this team that that hasn't exist has existed for months. Yeah. Um I mean, when we look at the when we look at things positionally for this national team, if we go line by line, I think you can take a look and and make an argument that there's certain question marks within each line. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've seen rotation within the back line for probably the better part of the last 18 months. You know, with the inclusion and rise in form from somebody like Naomi Girma um, and the rotation there. We have seen uh, new players rotated into the midfield as recent as January mm-hmm. for this team. And you know what didn't maybe have those question marks? It was your attacking line. Yeah. And Smith and Swanson and Morgan have been the trio for this team for the better part since let's just go back to to July for Concertat qualifiers. Let's just go there. Um, and maybe for, you know, folks, they're like, oh, well, eight months together isn't a long time. But I think when you're making that comparison to some of what we've seen across some of the other lines that has been the most consistent line and factor for this team. Um, And it's, it's one of these moments where I think when you look at it on the competitive side of things and in that angle um, there's (laughs) the competition around you is not going to feel bad for you for very long. Um, You look at even like a national pro national team program, like England, you know, they're going to a World Cup without a Beth Mead, you know. Uh, somebody for Spain like Alexia Puteas is just getting back into form yeah. with Barcelona. Like, there's not going to be a lot, uh, too much uh, sympathy uh, for, for this national team, you know, as the World Cup gets, gets closer. Um, and uh, I think maybe while you were trying to tighten up or ensure other things and maybe the other two lines on, on the pitch you at least knew that going into this world cup that that's your you're attacking front line was something that you maybe didn't have to to worry about but now that's no longer necessarily the case um we're likely to see maybe some answers in the second game um in terms of who's going to get the start and what and what they may um and what the coaching staff might roll out because With- and- Trinity Rodman
0: ro- rotated in as soon as Swanson right. went out. So she finished out the end of the first half, Rodman, and then and then finished out the second half and, and the entirety of the game. So that was who initially was rotated in for Swanson during this injury.
2: Yeah, and so I think maybe folks are looking for like those silver linings and maybe that could be one of those silver linings. I mean, within this update for, for Mal Swanson, um, U.S. soccer – did a couple things. They said, here's the update. This is what it is. She suffered a torn patella tendon in her left knee at the end of the first half. She returned to Chicago for further evaluation. So maybe a silver lining there. Chicago's a city with great orthopedics and, and, and able to maybe get her, you know, a further uh, diagnosis, you know, what's the grade of the tear? What does it look like? What are the next steps? Right. Uh, And then the other part of that is the fact that this national team program is, a literal machine um, Trinity Rodman, someone able to, to sub in at that moment. Lynn Williams is on this roster and U um, S soccer in this same announcement also said they've called in uh 18 year old forward, Alyssa Thompson um, to sort of close out this two game series against Ireland. So young player, um, up and coming number one draft for angel city just earned her first caps with this team um, in October of 2022. Um, big debut. I mean, she um, she was with the team during the pair of friendlies in Europe while they went to go face England and Spain, and she was also called in to close out the 2022 calendar year as the team prepared to face Germany, though she did not get uh, minutes uh, against the mm-hmm. Germans. So... I think. And, you, and she wasn't, <laughs> Alyssa Thompson wasn't called in during She Believes either. No, no. I mean, at that point, she had already been drafted by Angel City. Yeah. She's like taking those first steps as, as a pro. But what we've seen out of the opening two weeks, maybe that's what we talk about NWSL play kind of um, having an impact for players. Um, scored in her regular season debut in week one, earned a penalty kick uh, against Orlando. And in, in week two, um, so I'm I'm curious to see if she gets some time. Uh, yeah, Ireland, honestly, I, I think she will.
0: Honestly, because uh, to bring in a player like this, like clearly she's on the bubble of the World Cup roster. And now, yes, sadly losing Swanson, it opens up another spot for players. And when you look at who else could have been called into this roster halfway through this April window? Midge Purse is an option uh, out, out of Gotham. She was on the She Believes Cup roster. But yeah. instead, Blacko Anonofsky chooses to go with Alyssa Thompson. So I think you get her minutes to see, hey, is she ready to compete at this level? Um, I mean, yeah, there's there's plenty of different options there that Blacko can go with. And yes, like there is, uh, as you said, this program is a bit of a machine in which the way that they can churn out top level players, but do they have the experience? Do they have um, what it takes to score in these high pressure moments? And, and I think that Mallory Swanson is one that has kind of been through the conveyor belt of this machine a few different times because she started so young and she hit her peak. And then a lot of people think she fell off and she worked her way individually Um swanson back into this roster and back into top form she had seven goals in this calendar year sandra this is
2: a, this is a big loss for the united states eight eight i'm so sorry i'm like i think eight. I, look eight, everyone, can, go. Like, everyone can go ahead and stat check us in the chat if they want seven or eight but the leading goal scorer for the leading game. goal scorer right she scored in, in
0: all these games and she believes cup she was just going off and going crazy in them um it's a big loss. It is a big hole to fill, and there are plenty of players that can step up and fill, uh, uh, Thompson being the one initially called into this camp, Rodman getting the minutes on the field in place of Swanson, but it's going to be a conversation. It's going to be um, a topic for Vlako Some uh, an issue that he never wanted to have to deal with, that no fan ever wanted to see, but um, next man up kind of yeah. let's see how it goes. It's it's a very big hole to fill that Swanson leaves.
2: Yeah, for club and, and country. I know we haven't, yeah. you know, chatted too much about how that's gonna affect um her club team, like someone like Chicago Red Stars, but I think it's it's effective to say that uh, that's a major loss for mm-hmm. them as well. Perhaps bigger even um, of a loss than uh, for for the national team. But uh, we'll have some, <laughs> we will definitely have some areas on the pitch uh, to look at, some new ones to sort of keep an analytical eye on for the team going up in this second game against Ireland. And we'll preview that a little bit as well in this episode, but we definitely want to talk about game one against the girls in green. So stick with us after a quick break.
1: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Attacking Third. Uh, We are here recapping USA versus Ireland in the first in a pair of friendlies that they had. Uh, If you're joining us live on YouTube, um, I... We welcome back Sandra. We missed you, buddy, just for a minute, but she's back. We're we're going to talk about Ireland versus USA, that first game, kind of how it all broke down, what we saw, the starting lineup, how everything worked with this squad and this team. Um, Sandra, you want to hit us with our starting lineups for this first match?
2: I was just blown away by the break, apparently. And I said, hold on one second. I need, to, need some extra time to gather and collect myself, but uh, I'm back. Thanks, Lisa. We're going to chat some more about this opening match with the United States against Ireland. Let's take a look at who was starting at the time and just sort of give our reactions to that. Alyssa Nair getting the honors for Game 1. Crystal Dunn, Becky Sauerbrunn, Naomi Germa, and Emily Fox to round out the back line. Lindsay Horan, Andy Sullivan, and Rose Lavelle for the midfield. And Mallory Swanson, Alex Morgan, and Sophia Smith to complete the starting 11. Honestly, when I saw this drop, Lisa, I was like, chef's kiss. I love it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think every game that goes by, we start to see perhaps the ideal starting 11 for this team. And I was very excited to see Emily Fox slot in to the outside back position. And, you know, Lavelle, Horan, and Sullivan getting that start with each other. Again, we talked a little bit about that injury with Swanson, and how maybe devastating or near catastrophic that could be for the front line that has been together for many, many months. And they were the one line that you sort of knew was collected, gathered, and complete for the World Cup. And then maybe an argument could be made maybe for this middle third. Despite some of the recent rotations within it, it has mostly been Lavelle, Horan, and Sullivan in some capacity. But when I saw this 11 drop, I liked it. Yeah, I agree. I I did too. I mean, as you said,
0: every day we get closer, one step closer to the World Cup and and we get to see what Flacco wants as his starting 11. This was it in my eyes. This was 100%. If the World Cup started um, on Saturday, April 8th, this is who would have started the game in the World Cup, the group stages. Uh, Nair solidifying herself in that back line. Dunn, who has worked her way back from maternity leave with club, now with country. And In Dunn's return, we don't see the absence of Fox, and I think that shows just how important Emily Fox is to this roster, to this team, and to how Black wanonofsky wants to play because Emily Fox, who had traditionally played on the left side in place of Dunn over the last year and a half, has now switched to the right side, Um, which I think also says a little bit about Emily Sonnet, Sofia Huerta, in in whatever you want to think about it. But the fact that those players have been on the right, and now they're... Staying on the bench to start this game and Fox is getting rotated to the other side just speaks to what Fox can do and and how this team really does want to play because she is so versatile. She can play on the left back and the right back. She can push higher. She can push centrally, which we saw a lot of during this game. I can't wait to talk about that. But then Sauerbrunn and Gurma in the center back. I mean, that's my duo. I like that duo. I like where it's going. Uh, Yes, you've still got Tierna Davidson working back into it, but I I don't think Alana Cook has proved herself to be the starting center back um, for this team. And the caliber is just not there in in competition against Germa. uh, Germa wins out over Cook every time in my mind, and and same as Sauerbrunn. So this is the center back starting duo for me, Sauerbrunn and Germa. Yeah, and then, I mean, the the central midfield, that's that's what he wants to go with. We'll see if anything changes there. And then the front line, of course, Swanson being the, the one change that he will have to choose and decide about moving forward. But there was a lot to kind of talk about and break down in this first match for the United States against Ireland. And I want to hear your thoughts. I want to give mine because there was a lot of good stuff, a lot of juicy moments uh, in this first 90 minutes.
2: Well, let's also, I mean, we knew that there were only going to be 23 players available uh, for these matches, even though 26 players were named um, no Davidson, no hair, no Kruger, not even dressed or available for, for this one. Maybe they'll get um, a shot in this second match. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. I think when we previewed this game a little bit, we said that we wanted to see Guillermo with the star. I I mentioned that I, at some point, I think we need to see a star alongside Davidson just to see what that looks like. Um, but Girma and Sauerbrunn was, uh, was enough. I think even just narrowing that lens really uh, on Germa in this match was, was massive. I thought she was like the first half MVP for me. Honestly, I think if this series of games has been billed as the final set of international matches for this team before that final World Cup roster is named, then this is the game for me that just solidifies that. I think there's already been a very strong case for Girma um, in her short time with this team. But you have enough here, I think, to look at and say, this is a player that I need to take to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Because in this opening match, even just this opening half hour, let's talk about that for this game. Uh, Ireland really, really presenting themselves to the United States okay, and saying, okay. hey, we're going to the World Cup too.
0: I know. I love that. But I, I want to talk about this because Ireland came out ready to play. They were fired up. They had a game plan against the United States that worked. Uh, Shanid Farley... Sandra, we got to talk about her. Uh, we we talked about this Irish roster and, and this was added on after we did our last episode, but Farley joined the national team. Uh, she was making her return to the NWSL. She then gets called up to the Irish international team for the very first time. And not only does she get her first cap, she gets her first start with this Irish side in the midfield and, and Farley proving to be a, a piece to deal with for the United States. I mean, this uh, the Irish came out in this game and uh, they had a game plan against the Americans they wanted to attack them early they wanted to put a lot of pressure on them and make it difficult for the U.S. to build out of the back it was almost like okay we're gonna give the back four time with the ball but they are never going to find Swanson Morgan and Smith we're gonna make it incredibly difficult it wasn't like sit back park the bus it was we're gonna sit back but like in the attacking end of our field. So like we're going to press, we're not going to give them any space in behind and we're not going to allow the back line to get these services off. It was incredibly entertaining. The United States had to figure out how they were going to break down the Irish press because it was a good press. It was very organized and the Americans had trouble building the ball up, getting it into the midfielders, getting it into Morgan, Swanson, Smith, finding their feet in the first 30 minutes of this game was incredibly difficult. Um, it was a big middle-of-the-field battle for the first 30 minutes because the Americans would lose it, and then the Irish would try, try to build up. I think their midfield looked really good. Um, it honestly benefited Ireland once the game got stretched a little bit more because they could counterattack, and there were those moments of transition that Ireland could try to get in behind and, and look to get shots on goal. It was, it was great. I really liked it. I liked, I mean, I'm Irish, so it was like also fun to watch (laughs) Ireland like go at the Americans. But it was because I I wanted the U.S. to be tested and I wanted them to be forced to kind of play this chess match um, that was quick and that was incredibly physical and really, really physical uh, to start this
2: game. You could tell that Ireland was ready to play. I I think coming, I think it was that um, that match day one, like minus one, press conference where we saw and heard that you know Sinead Fairley was was added to the roster for Ireland and not only was she added she was probably going to get a start uh with Ireland against the United States and it's just an absolutely incomprehensible story that we are witnessing for Sinead Fairley. And um, I'm just happy that we're all here for it. Honestly, just happy to be here uh, to sort of watch this and see it uh, unfold. And um looking at that, looking at Ireland and their shape early in, in this match. Yes. Credit to them uh, executing their game plan. Well, but mm-hmm. I think on, on the United States side of things, I think this was for, for the, for the team. I think it's another one of these games that you have a ton of film on to go back and look at and say, okay, here's another match where we are presented with the opposition and their game plan. And it's going to take us this kind of interesting, like 20 to 35 minutes to really try and unlock exactly what it is they are presenting to us. Um, and I think that's that's one of the takeaways that I I left with in this in this first half. Obviously the in the swan, the Swanson injury completely blows everything out of the water. Like your attention goes there, right, right. your focus goes there. You're like, oh my goodness, like what is that kind of going kind to of mean in the long run? But but prior to that, prior to that, let's just say even for thirty eight minutes yeah. of that you're like, okay, so they're getting tested on set pieces. Ireland's like, we're going to get in there. We're going to make sure that we test you. Um, causing a little bit of chaos in the box, getting a little bit of physical. I mean, Katie McCab, like don't Ooh. mess, don't mess with, with the gunner, man, like going to come for you on any good day. Um, I know there were some question marks around how available already. She was going to go having picked up an injury, but she, she was ready. <laughs> she looked great against, against the United States. Um, but, yeah, just some difficulties, I think, uh, early on in trying to unlock some things and trying to get into dangerous spaces and look lethal and look kind of, you know, like threatening in front of goal. I mean, this opening goal comes off of a defender. It comes because uh, because Emily Fox was getting more central and getting more involved in the play and just lets one rip from just out top of the box and beats – Rosin in the 37th minute for the opening goal in this one.
0: Yeah, it was almost a bit surprising. I think it caught Ireland off guard. The the shot that did come from Fox, but United States was playing this shape and this structure that the first 15 minutes Ireland made it very difficult for the U.S. to build out of the back. They problem solved. And then we saw Gurma playing. I mean, you talked about kind of woman of the match in my eyes. I know it was awarded to Fox, but Gurma played tremendously. She is the one that really started to kind of play these long balls in over the top and in behind, looking for Morgan Swanson Smith um, on the backside and those back shoulders. So once the United States realized that, it forced Ireland to drop which then the United States could play the ball back and around the the back and their defensive side because they had a little bit more space to play with because Ireland had dropped off on the ball. And in this shape, we see Crystal Dunn, the left back for the U.S., pushing up really high and wide on the flank, occupying that space. That's normal. That's where Dunn likes to hang out. That's where we've traditionally seen it. Now Emily Fox playing on the right Outside back position. She is not staying high and wide. Instead, she is shifting completely centrally when the US has the ball. And she's almost playing as like a double six pivot with Andy Sullivan. And Haran and Lavelle are much higher having that freedom. But to see Fox just have so much freedom on the pitch as to kind of where she can float and rotate and centrally being another player to help swing the ball around and help be an outlet when it is so congested for Ireland um, and the U.S. attacker is trying to get the ball, Fox becomes that outlet. And I think she talked about it post-game um, in an interview probably with Melissa Ortiz saying – um, Like I I saw the space and I saw the opportunity. It was, she saw it there a couple of times and it took her the third time, maybe when she received the ball outside the 18 to say, okay, I'm going to shoot this. She dribbles. um, She receives the ball from her left, dribbles to her right, which opens up a little bit of a gap and she strikes it in the corner. I mean, it's really well struck. It caught Irish off, off guard and they weren't ready for it. And it finds the back of the net. Her first international goal, tremendous from this, from this player, and really occupying the space that she needed to occupy centrally, which is different than what we've seen her do when she was on the left side.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, we're, we're talking about this goal and how it happens. It takes almost 38 minutes, you know, for for this to happen. And it happens because we have an, an attacking outside back, paying attention to the space in front of her. Um, yeah, and I think even with the midfield, too, I, I think we know how this game – turns to zero and we'll talk, talk about how and why, but you know, with the Rose Lavelle and the, in the midfielders that are kind of like that kind of let's just refer to them as like perhaps the ideal trio at this moment in mm-hmm. the United States. But even looking at, at Rose Lavelle, I thought she had another great game, yeah, um, but so tasked great. trying to, to find and create and be that playmaker. Um, but even, even with this goal, like, it's not just like, Hey, the, the defender hopped on a ball and just said, let me, let me get a, foot through this ball and make it happen. No, it was, you know, Lavelle cutting back near end line, you know, mm-hmm. recycling the ball out to Guillermo, Guillermo to Sullivan, Sullivan. If you you know, I think there's, you got to maybe try to find, you know, those small moments. And then I think silver linings in, within the play here. Um, I think, yeah, of course, as you're building up to a world cup, I think ideally you want your, your forwards making sure that they're feeling dangerous and, and lethal um, but not every game is is going to present itself as is that, and um, I think all things considered, with with how that first half ends, it leaves a lot of questions as to how the second half is going to look. Does this turn into a game where the team has to sort of try to compartmentalize things and and get through it? I mean, we heard from a lot of these players um, coming out of the post game how really kind of emotionally jarring that was for this team to lose Mouse Swanson in the manner in which it happened um, that they sort of had to kind of come together and, and, and try to just complete um, the game as best that, that they could. And for a very long time, it was a, a kind of a narrow scoreline that they were working with. I do like how they came out in, in the second half you, and that's another, I think, theme that we take away from a game like this. It's like, here's an opening 20 to 30 minutes where the team has some difficulty um, trying to unlock the opposition's shape. And then maybe they get an opening goal late in the half. Maybe they don't, but they go in a halftime. Whatever is set is set in the locker room. And then the team comes out and they look fierce. Um, and I think that's sort of what we saw again in, in a game like this. Um, and I think we got to get into these substitutions because we also got to to see some other uh faces get get involved in, into the max we saw an hour substitution we we saw Shane Fairley head off for ireland uh for the united states we got to see emily sonnet and ashley hatch back into the mix and then we also got to see the return of julie Ertz in the second half of this match and uh we got to talk about it um look Julia hasn't played in two years. And uh, there were moments of of the 20 minutes where she was on the pitch where it looked like she hasn't played in (laughs) two years. And yet exiting this game with an early header attempt on a set piece, a yellow card, and is an asset uh, to winning the penalty kick for Mm -hmm. the go-ahead goal in this game as well. It's, uh, (laughs) It's quite the 20 minutes. And, and we predicted that in our preview of this
0: USA versus Ireland first friendly. We talked about how we would see Julie Ertz, but 60, 75 minutes. And that's exactly what we saw around just before the 70th minute mark is when she subs on for Andy Sullivan uh, with a few other substitutes, as you mentioned. But definitely an opportunity for Vlaka Manonofsky to see her get significant minutes, right? 20 minutes in a game is 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 better than 10, it's better than five, it actually allows her a chance to kind of rotate in. And as soon as she steps on the pitch, where the throw-in was for the U.S. and kind of how it works, she's the first one to touch the ball. So she checks on and initially she's got a touch. Um, and, And her first couple of passes, right, were were long balls that were continuously getting intercepted. You could tell the game plan was, hey, Earths, like, look to see if you can get it in behind to, to your front runners up top. Can you find Lindsay Horan? Can you can you get the ball to them and play quickly into them? Because that's what she was doing uh, and instead of just playing the simple pass back to Gurma or Sauerbrunn or, or connecting with Lavelle in that front line. So that was clearly the game plan, which maybe threw her off a little bit because as a player, when you step onto the pitch after... Uh, two years of not playing, seven months after giving birth, you need to build up your confidence a little. You have to connect passes, even if they're simple passes. You have to win a tackle and you kind of get your mojo going. It didn't happen for Earths initially when she stepped onto the pitch, right? I mean, she, I, I mean, this in the best way, she looked rusty because she hadn't played in two years. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, it's perfectly fine and perfectly normal. She still looked better than, um, Uh, a lot of other players that we see playing consistently. So to me, it was not at all surprising. I think it would have been way more surprising if Ertz came onto the field and, and looked the same way she did in the uh, bronze medal match for the Olympics in Tokyo. That would have been scary. It's it's like, okay, she is actually a machine, Uh, but no, she's human. She, she, Gave birth. She had a baby seven months ago. Mm-hmm. It's going to take her some time to get back into things. But there were still so many positives we saw from Earths because although her initial like four or five passes into the game were intercepted, um, that's how she, the same type of sequence where she receives the ball deep and then she plays a long ball and finding a forward or a midfielder connects. That's how. The penalty kick is drawn for the United States to get their second goal in this game. She it's Earths who plays the ball into Haran. It's such a great ball played in. Haran can control it with her chest just inside the box, and she gets tugged down by Diane Caldwell. And, and that's the ball from Earths. It's <laughs> Sandra giving a, a hug in this one because yeah. that's exactly how it went. Um. I mean, I feel bad for Caldwell. I'm not going to lie. But
2: I I respect the center back energy. Same. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, there was no way I was tugging the collar and had my fingers all the way inside of the collar. It was pretty... It was, it was a exactly. pretty fun moment. Um, yes. Obviously, they didn't have like VAR or anything like that. But for all those of us watching on, on a broadcast who saw uh, like replays and things like that, we're like, oh, yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely. That's a, that's a horse collar if I let me, ever saw. So. Let me ask you this. Did, when when the foul happened and it's like the horse collar foul in the box, PK given, did did you think Haran was going to step up and, and take this PK? Because we didn't see her line up over the ball initially. I think it was Lavelle efforts.
0: Yes. Um, I did think it was going to be Haran because that's kind of who takes these for yeah. us, right? Maybe Smith. I wouldn't have been surprised if Sophia Smith lined up over it, uh, but Alex Morgan had been rotated out at this point, right? So yeah. that was my initial thought, right? Okay, so Morgan, no, she's she's not in. Hatch had just subbed in for her. So yes, it made sense for me to see Haran get this one, but it it got tipped.
2: It wasn't like a surefire goal. It got saved a little bit by the goalie and then still I went in. Got a hand on it. Yeah, but if there was like a enough power behind it where yeah. it's like it didn't matter that you got some fingertips on it so it was still in the back end of the net but it was it's definitely something to to maybe pay attention to who knows if in game two yeah. there will be a similar scenario um where a pk a pk is 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 given and, and someone has to step up and take it I'm, I'm curious if maybe if there's what your typical starters are in the game like who actually takes um takes that mm-hmm. penalty but i think important to note that at that point morgan had been subbed out so yeah it's going to be over that but i was curious i want i didn't want to get your your perspective and your thoughts on that um because uh yeah it, it did it did hit the keeper the keeper guessed correctly i know um, and uh, and it was she got
0: a hand on it for sure but just enough power um with, with earths coming in right getting the yellow card i think a dominant yellow card from earth's fine. I like it. I I like that kind of yellow card. She goes in for the slide tackle, doesn't get the ball at all. The okay. the other player was fined, Right. Not, yeah. not too malicious on that end, but it was almost like earth's uh, kind of getting her footing back into this game. Um, I, I think as it, the 20 minutes went on of earth's play that we saw, she grew into it a little bit more. She, she, It was almost like the nerves calmed down, right? Imagine like the heartbeat and the nerves of of that type of player. But even post-game and and the players uh, over the last several days coming out and saying like she didn't miss a beat. She did not miss a beat coming in and playing. And that's what you want to hear from the teammates of Ertz stepping in and and taking this one. Um, What about you from Ertz? Was there anything else you wanted to see from her or was it just like a little jittery, a, a little rusty from her when you evaluated it?
2: Um, you know, I just, I just wanted to see, I just wanted to see her get a run out and just sort of, I wanted to see this player look like, um, she was just riding a bike again. Like, I just wanted to see the, I wanted to see the muscle memory come into play for this player. And I think that's what I was looking for because I knew we weren't going to see like this breakout beast mode kind of player just because of how, has had to navigate her last two years. I mean, just seven months out from, you know, giving birth to, to her son um, and how challenging maybe that could be for for mothers making their way back into form. So I wasn't looking for like, you know, if she's not running a 40 yard <laughs> dash in like five seconds, like it's a wrap. Like, that's not the energy I had in this at all. I really wanted to see the muscle memory. Yes. From Julie Ertz. And I was looking for that because I really believe that that is why she's back with this team. Uh, Unfortunately, this team is rolled out with a very specific set of tactics. (laughs) Adonofsky has been committed to this for quite some time. Um, We know, and I think the oppositions know at this point when you're going up against the United States, you're going to see them in some variation of a 4-3-3 maybe at times a four-two-three-one, but that has been like very rare in which we've seen that. Um, and I think that's, that delivered for me because what mm-hmm. we saw when Ertz came in for these 20 minutes, we saw a player where it clicked immediately, came in, slotted into that defensive six position and knew when and where and how she was supposed to affect the game. Right. And I think she, the fact that,
0: um, Lavelle wasn't rotated out initially and, and Horan never subbed out. Um, I think that also helped a little bit, giving that familiarity to have two other players in there that in Haran and Lavelle that have solidified their position there to kind of yeah. keep the boat steady for earths, um, frankly, and, and right. And having Sauerbrunn and Germa in behind her, like it was like, let's not create too many ruffles and waves initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we do see Ashley Sanchez get rotated in for Lavelle, uh, around the 80 minute mark. Um, Nothing too crazy coming from that. Um, I think, I know we're kind of closing out on this game and recapping it. Um, I want to give a shout out to Sophia Smith because in the first 30 minutes of this game, I mean, right, of course, she's on fire. She's crushing it for club, uh, but we haven't seen her for country yet this year and it had really been the mal swanson show and we knew that smith was going to come in and do good things but in the first 30 minutes when the united states had trouble building up the ball and and finding their forwards feet, smith is one that looked for the ball dropping back into those deep midfield spaces just to get touches on it just to collect it at our feet i was i was really impressed with smith and and her off ball movement to try to get the ball and try to win it back, knowing that Alex Morgan was going to continue to stay high and and look to get in on on the backside. But Smith was a very big, bright spot in this game for me. Smith, Gurma, Fox, standouts, and and Lavelle. I mean, Lavelle is always a standout. She's always a playmaker.
2: She's always the QB for this team, so she's always great. No, I'm, I'm in agreement with you, 100%. You're going to find little, a little variation or, or difference for me. All standout players, I think, even if you're looking from half one to half two, um, the ones who really, really kind of had an impact uh, in a game like this. And maybe we'll get to see some continuity. Who knows if we'll see a similar starting 11 in game two. Stick with us. We're going to give you a preview of match two against Ireland. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. All right, match number two against Ireland, USA heading to St. Louis for this one, going to play at City Park Stadium to close out this two-game series against Ireland, the last set of international friendlies for this national team before Andonofsky and the coaching staff finalizes a World Cup roster. So what are we going to see in game two, or what would we like to see in game Mm -hmm. two? Uh, Let's see, Saturday to Tuesday, a little bit of a quick turnaround, but I think we're probably going to see some similar faces. I think if if this is all about making sure that your mostly ideal eleven continues to get time together, I think we're going to still see uh, a similar starting eleven. you know, obviously sans Swanson at this point, but, you know, Roosevelt... Going 80 minutes in game one, I won't be surprised if she gets to start in in game mm-hmm. two. Same for Haran, et cetera. Um, I'm curious. Yeah, I don't about, think Ertz will I don't think Ertz will start. No, I think I think that's still the concept there, is still to just maybe mm-hmm. get um, minutes off the bench. Um, currently unattached for club, but maybe that's something else that's going to come out of of this set of friendlies. Uh, eventually, a, a club team will be announced uh, for for arts, but. I just think um, at this point, we might see a little uh, some similar faces that we saw in, in game yeah. one.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, looking like back line, I think we're going to see Nair again. Um, I don't think there'll be rotation there. I think that we could see Cook get time alongside Gurma in the back line. And then I, wa- I really want to see Davidson. I know she didn't dress for the first game, but I would like to see Cook at the start and then Davidson rotate in to be alongside Gurma. Um, But because I think Sauerbrunn's a lock and she has been a lock. You know what she can do. So, okay, let's see Dunn, Cook, Gurma, Fox along the back line and then Davidson rotated in for Cook. So then we get to see Davidson and Gurma.
2: It's St. Louis though. I mean they're honoring yeah. the team captain with I know she's gonna class, start, she's you know, gonna play, she's gonna get a goal. As she should, <laughs> as she
0: should. I know, but like She's gonna get is, a goal. <laughs> I know. This is great. I love it. But I I mean, yeah, I think we'll still see Haran. Lavelle Sullivan in that in that center midfield Um, and between Morgan and Smith up top of course there's no Swanson she's not even with the team anymore Alyssa Thompson being called in uh, to this camp for her U.S. international cap this year her first one I don't think we'll get a start from Thompson I think Rodman will get the start in that front line she's who rotated in for Swanson uh, coming in at the end of the first half in the first match but I, I think it'll be Rodman Morgan Smith in that front line.
2: Hey, I don't hate it. I like it. I thought Rodman was a great um, substitute in for for Swanson at the moment. Um, So no no Lynn Williams for you for the start. Maybe we see her off the bench? I think we see her off the bench. I do. Maybe. Do we see the elbow still? (laughs) Yeah, probably. Probably
0: elbow still gingerbread man style running out there for (laughs) for Williams. I don't think she gets the start. I mean, I think that we're going to see what he wants as his starting lineup out there um again maybe yeah. different rotation coming into this one like we'll get some rotation at halftime right we didn't we, we only got rodman coming in at halftime so maybe that's when we'll see williams get minutes um maybe davidson a long time alongside Sauerbrunn. um yeah that's when we'll see the rotation earths i'd like to get her a little bit more of a run too right he, she came in mm-hmm. around the 70th so 30 minute 30 minutes versus 20 minutes yeah, we honestly, kind of see how she does and, and how she's feeling in this one. But I think this second game will be a good test for the United States because Ireland uh, got their number in the first game uh, a little bit. They they had a really good game plan. They also got a goal, right? Remember, we didn't even talk about this in the recap. The Irish scored. They found the back of the net. Yeah. And off, it yeah. was called off due to yeah. offside. But They still got a goal. It was quick transition. That's the moments that Ireland, they had a lot of success on set pieces. There was a corner kick opportunity in the first game that Morgan saved off the line. They had... Uh, free kicks, corners, those set piece opportunities proved to be dangerous for yep. the United States. And then as the second half went on in the first match, the Irish found themselves uh, getting man up or, or equal opportunity in the transition game, not necessarily getting in behind the United States back line, but forcing them to turn and run, forcing them to open up that space. And that's where Ireland got the goal in the second half that was ultimately called off. Um, so, I'm going to be very interested to see how Ireland sets out with their game plan because their game plan worked in the first game, I think. I mean, the fact that they got – the Americans' only goal came from a penalty kick and then the second goal – or the first goal, but coming from a defender in the run of play, like they they uh, equalized – or neutralized, excuse me, Morgan, Smith, Swanson, Rodman, yeah. right? Like if that was your game plan as an Irish team, like, hey, we can't let Rodman, Smith – Whoever the forwards are for the U.S. get the ball, turn, and run, they didn't. And they didn't do that. It was a good game plan. So now for the U.S., how do they get the ball to Smith's feet and Morgan and Rodman and Williams, who's ever in that front line, and make them more dangerous and force shots on goal, force opportunities, and open up the spaces, really problem-solve against the Irish defense?
2: Okay, so Rodman, getting the start for you in Mm -hmm. this— attacking line for for game two i'm with you i like it um there were three players who didn't dress in that first game who who are three players that are not dressing in this second match for you um this is a good one caught me off guard on this one i'm looking i'm looking i'm looking
0: um casey Kruger. i don't think she didn't dress i don't think she gets to dress again Mm -hmm. um I think it was more like let's see, bring her into training, see how she's doing. They've got a good back line at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, unfortunately, I, I would love to see Kruger, but I don't think we will. Kelly O'Hara did not dress before either. Um, I, I don't think it'll be any of the forwards. I think we'll see all of the forwards dress. I, I really do.
2: You're not in. You're not in the camp where it's like, oh no, especially after game one. We've got to wrap everybody in bubble wrap. You're not. You're not in that camp. No, right, you camp. can't be. You can't be in, in that, that camp. camp. Two, yeah. Three months out from the World Cup, you can't be in that camp. Soccer that? soccer giveth and it taketh away. That's the game. Yeah, I that's how it, it goes. I hate it. I hate that part of it, but it's like a thing that exists. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's existed since the beginning of time, um, unfortunately. but So who do, you, who do you think won't dress? Oh, I'm with you. I, I think um, Kruger might be one of those players where you uh-huh. don't dress. Because I also think like even though – they haven't necessarily seen her uh, in national team camps. This is a player that he kind of rates already and understands yeah. what he's getting out of her based on her NWSL play. Um, I really think that maybe Kelly O'Hara is another player that that doesn't dress. Again, Similarly, exactly. yeah. to Kruger, this is a veteran player, um, defender that has played in two World Cups, Olympics. You know what you're getting from this player. And she also knows what she's providing in this system for you. And if it's if there if the idea isn't um, if the idea is like everyone has to be available if you're in this camp, because we need to get together and make sure that you have as much time as possible in the build up to to a World Cup then maybe you maybe you dress them but i don't know if they're if someone like Kelly Hare is going a full 90 minutes
0: no i don't think she like is
2: this. um not when you know you have a fox that can step in yeah uh, honestly
0: so what about Alyssa thompson
2: i was going to say we also did in in our preview for the first game we also did like who do we want to see minutes versus who do we think needs minutes? So, like, yes, I think Alyssa Thompson is someone that I would really want to see get minutes in this, but I don't think we're going to see it. I think we could see her be one of
0: the players that doesn't dress. She gets called in. Yeah. She gets to train, but she's
2: not going to dress. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know.
0: Who Taylor needs, Korniak?
2: Who needs minutes for you out of this out of this second game? Who needs those minutes in order to leave that that final imprint? I think Earth needs more minutes.
0: I think Rodman – I think she's going to get the start, but I think Rodman needs more minutes. Um, I think Sanchez needs more minutes. I think Sanchez needs more minutes. I want Davidson to get minutes. I want David Davidson to get minutes, <laughs> Davidson. I want and need her to get more minutes. <laughs>
2: yeah. It right. wants versus needs. It's something that we always have to balance as adults. <laughs> Do you really – Do you really need those Hawaiian roles or do you just want them? Sorry, I'm still stuck on the Easter brunch. (laughs) I
0: love it. I love it. If you want these players to get more minutes, go play FIFA because uh, then you can make them do whatever you want.
2: You could put whatever ideal starting 11 that you you want to have for this team. Who knows? Maybe we'll even get to see uh, Sinead Fairley uh, for Ireland. uh, I think she gets another start. I would like to see it. I think she gets another start. (laughs) I would like to see it. And hopefully we do. But that's a wrap for us today on Attacking Third. Thank you all so much for joining us on our live this morning. Download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. You can watch us too. Subscribe to us on YouTube to get alerts for whenever we go live. YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. And we'll be back with a United States Women's National Team recap. So make sure you look out for that. For Sandra and Lisa Roman. This was Attacking First.